1: And a very good Monday morning to you, March 27th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend as we begin this last week of March. Incredible. We're marching through March. You know, I'm here, but my mind is on spring break.
2: Is it? uh, Now, lots of people on spring break this week in the Portland area. That's
1: right. Yeah. The Oregon Kids uh, School, spring break this week. Your week is next week. Next week. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. I don't ever remember that Holy Week and Spring Break aligned in the Vancouver School District, Evergreen School District. That's actually how it uh, works out. Because, I mean, when the kids were in Catholic school, they always had Good Friday off. But once the kids got into high school, we as parents... Uh, we pulled them out of school mm-hmm. for Good Friday. Oh just okay. called in and said for religious purposes our children are not gonna be in school today because that was a day focused on church. Sure. Uh doesn't have to happen this year. Yeah. So
1: uh, how about that?
2: So there you look go. At,
1: look at that. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said. I'm What's gonna that? I'm gonna back up. I'm backing up okay. r- from what you just said. Next week is Holy Week.
2: Next week is Holy Week. How about that? We have arrived.
1: I know. It's amazing to think. So a week from yesterday is Palm Sunday. Palm
2: Sunday is coming up on Sunday. And I'm going to talk a little bit on today's show, too, because I thought this was interesting because Father Nathy in his homily uh, this weekend says we are entering now these last two weeks this time of Lent called Passion Tide. Mm -hmm. Passion Tide. Yeah. And so I went, huh, that's interesting. And he talked a little bit about it. So in the show today uh, for our little lifestyle piece after news, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, at the eight o'clock news about Passion Tide. Okay. It's a fortnight
1: is. until Easter. It's
2: a fortnight. It is the fortnight to Easter. Yeah. It's known as two Passion weeks. Tide. That's
1: two weeks. We there talked about a little bit of that last week. I know you mentioned that, but yeah, that is interesting.
2: Yeah. So there we go. All so right. make the most of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How was your weekend, by the
2: way? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. I, I know, uh, Fortunately, everything that you could possibly do over two days, actually two and a half days if you take into Friday afternoon, if you took all the things that you would do over a weekend like that, mm-hmm. I packed it into Saturday. I did all. I did all everything. At once. I I yeah. mean, I I literally went from event to event to event to event to event. Wow! Uh, until late at night when my husband finally said, "It's time for us to go home and go to bed." That's it. We had some our very best friends that moved away a year ago, had to move to Texas for work. They came back for a visit, so like old times, yeah. Uh, getting together and, and just enjoying each other's company. That's great. You know what I did on Saturday? Uh, was there a little <laughs> bit of sweat equity going yes, in at your was. place? We were talking about I
1: this. I cleaned our hardwood floors. That was, what a joy that is. <laughs> and so that's, you know, just...
2: Hardwood is different. See, we had hardwood floors and they just, they were old yeah. and like yours, about 30 years old, and they needed to be refinished. And we knew that we still had a lot of kids in the house. We went right over it with laminate.
1: Oh, okay. Real yeah. easy
2: to clean, David. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yes. <laughs> Let me put it this way. no ma- I, And I have all the techniques and mops and everything you need. No matter what, you're still, it's still, you got to put some elbow grease
2: into Absolutely. it. There
1: Absolutely. There's no way around it. So, but I did. So okay. I'm, I'm very happy. They look nice now.
2: All right. I was a little
1: sore on Sunday. Don't let yeah, no like, mm, shoes. Yeah. Get, get your shoes, shoes off, off when you come right. in the
2: house and uh, they should last.
1: <laughs> I look at you. Get the shoes off. <laughs> Take those shoes off. I just oh, clean these floors. I just clean these floors. That's right. So. But I got it done. So I was happy. Excellent. Friday, Saturday evening. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I got, it, got her done.
2: Did you watch some sports or a movie?
1: Uh, I watched some uh, uh, March Madness. What and it was it mad, was a it maddening was, weekend. It was mad as, Gonzaga, you ouch,
2: ouch, ouchy. ouchy. I got, saw that uh, yeah. when we were at dinner. I'm glad I did not watch that game.
1: Yeah, it was not uh, it was not a good game for the uh, Bulldogs.
2: Of course, I am turning my interest now into my beloved Aztecs from San Diego State University. I know. how about
1: that? Yeah. We'll talk about that in okay. sports final four. But what do you got coming up?
2: Well, David, the Oregon State trees dying off in some parts of the state. The Duck firs. It cannot survive the hot summers. Yeah, yeah. So the OSU study, looking at some of the problems plaguing the Doug fir.
1: All right, we'll talk about that. And it is spring break, so some activities for you to consider.
2: Oh, excellent. We are still in this Lenten passion tide season. So here is Lenten music from Joshua Blakesley here at the cross. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
3: Come, there is room at the cross here. Come, and let joy wipe away your tears. Come, you will find no one's ever tired. i the
1: Joshua Blakesley, and Here at the Cross. 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning, the last week of March. Well, it is March Madness. Lots of basketball. We're going to bring it down to the local level. Talk a little CYO
4: basketball right after the forecast
3: This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
6: This Lent, Mater Day Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy.
0: And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But The why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace.
6: Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to Matarday for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Matri Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: 7:14 here at Moder Day Radio. We'll tear our plenty of morning clouds today. Don't expect out any rain out of them though. Thank goodness. Highs today getting all the way to the middle 50s, and overnight we're gonna cool down and stay in the lower 40s. Now for tomorrow, more clouds. Those are going to be rain and highs back to the near 50 degrees. Now, for the rest of the week, too, we got a bit of a mixed bag. We're going to see some sun on Wednesday and Thursday. More constant rain as we move towards the end of the week.
1: All right. It is 36 degrees at Holy Redeemer Church in
2: Portland. And it is a chilly 35 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, if recently you maybe picked up a copy of the Advent book, Behold, by Sister Miriam James Heidland, well, you would have noticed that incredible artwork that accompanied each chapter. Or maybe this Lent you're reading and following the video series by Father John Burns. That one's called Return. And you would also see that same familiar artwork. Well, that artist is Josiah Henley. Josiah is a Catholic illustrator and designer. And he's living right here in the Portland area. He's joining me this morning to share more about this wonderful gift that he shares in his books and also more available to all of us. Good morning, Josiah. Thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Blend.
7: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, I must say that when I received copies ahead of both Sister Miriam's book and also Father Burns' book, we all noticed here in the station these incredible beautiful pieces of art that were on the cover and that accompanied each page. And I think our listeners would be excited to know that you're right here from Portland. First, kind of tell us about yourself and your family.
7: See, I've been living in the Pacific Northwest Portland area for, oh shoot, probably about 27 years now. Um, (laughs) so for quite a while before that, um, I grew up in Bay area, California moved here when I was a child. Um, but yeah, um, you know, lived here for a while. Um, I am a Catholic convert, so converted um, from Protestantism in about, I think it was 2016, so I've been practicing Catholic since then. Um, but yeah, I got into, you know, always always fascinated with um, art and design and wanted to do something with that, um, and then studied um, architecture in school, actually. Um, and so, um, that is actually what I do full time. Um, so I'm a, I work in architecture here in Portland. Um, a lot of apartments, multifamily housing, all the new stuff that you see going up around town. Um, so that's a lot of fun. But I, I it's you know, I, there is kind of a it's it's an interesting part of my story. I think, um, you know, I uh, went to Portland State University and studied there for a while, and and really studied in modern sort of the modern method of Mm -hmm. art and design so really steeped in a lot of that theory and and then when i converted to catholicism um you know became really fascinated with some of the more ancient um art within um catholicism and so um, wanted to sort of explore that you know it was kind of new for me you know um, primarily familiar with a lot of modern stuff Um, and so i think that's kind of where the convergence um, happened, um, in, in the stuff that I do, um, my artwork. So really a lot of it is an exploration for me, you know, using modern methods and tools to create artwork, um, but really looking at sort of more ancient stuff as inspiration and, and, you know, learning a lot from that, whether it's the position of the figures or the symbolism in it, um, it's, it's really an exploration and something I find really interesting and fascinating.
2: Well, Josiah, in the time that before you entered the church, did you ever find that you looked at art within the Catholic Church? Of course, I think many people would be familiar with the Sistine Chapel or, of course, all all of the beautiful Renaissance artwork that depicted faith. Did that even back then, you know, strike a chord with you or was that, you know, since you began your conversion, then did it open up this whole new world of art for you?
7: Yeah, you know, I think I always found it really interesting and fascinating. Um, It was one of those things where I was sort of drawn to it, and I didn't know why, you know. Um, And, you know, the more you study it and look at it, um, you start to recognize the theology behind it. And so, um, yeah, so I think I was always drawn to it, but I didn't really understand it. I mean, I wouldn't say I fully understand all the aspects of it, but but now I sort of I, I have a... A glimpse at the depths behind a lot of the, the artwork from the Renaissance, um, or you know, even before that, I think icons have always been really fascinating to me as well. And the, you know, those are really theologically rich and, and interesting to look at. And I think, you know, after joining the Catholic Church, and you really start to understand the history of those and the meaning behind it too. And that's that's the part I find really fascinating.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Joining me today is Josiah Henley. He is an incredible artist living right here in Portland, Oregon, and you would have seen many of his beautiful pictures in books on Advent by Sister Miriam James Heidland, and also now if you are doing Return This Lenten Season by Father John Burns. I'd love to explain, if you could, kind of your inspiration in drawing these things, because in looking at your online artwork, and we can see so much more if you just take a look at them, but you take very familiar, like, as I said, historic and Renaissance type of artwork of our Christ and the Virgin Mary and different saints, and then you really kind of bring them forward in a more, maybe perhaps modern eye. Kind of tell our listeners, how you're inspired by looking at different images and then how you put that into now a a more current view of Catholic faith.
7: So I think like what I was talking about before, um, you know, it's really the tools that I have um, at home are very digital based. They're modern. It's just sort of what I already had coming out of architecture school and and design. And um, I was already equipped to create art like that, but then becoming interested and fascinated in, in more um, older, ancient, historic art and looking at that as inspiration and trying to replicate that with the modern tools that I had, just kind of, you know, it's almost almost by accident that the, the um, more experimental modern style that's influenced by the older artwork sort of happened. Um, and that's kind of the best way I can explain it. You know, it's, it's a oh. little bit... A little bit uh, unintentional, but then, um, but also uh, interesting. I <laughs> guess
2: you know, interesting is amazing because yeah, just as a simple Google search, Josiah Henley artist, and your your images come up. Many people have talked about their own artwork, or even in uh, writing, they pray along with their artwork, with their form. Do you find that when you are contemplating a new image and you begin that process, do you kind of think in your mind about bringing that saint to you to to help you uh, kind of serve as inspiration for well the holiness that you're about to put on the screen?
7: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's always, um, you know, I usually get an idea um, sort of inspired to start Doing some some artwork, whether it's around a certain theme or um, a saint, and and there's usually a period of research. I think um, that I do, and and that does involve you know prayer and, and meditation and in my daily devotionals, and I sort of fold that in, um, and I, I I do believe that that really helps inspire the artwork. So so yeah, for sure, definitely.
2: Oh. And again, they're absolutely incredible. Now, I am looking at your Instagram page and, and just looking at some of these things. And people actually have an opportunity to also look at your artwork and maybe bring some home. Tell us a little bit about how they can do that.
7: Fair, sure, yeah. Um, so I am on Instagram. I'm not very good at curating it or, or keeping up on the marketing aspect of that. Um, <laughs> it's not a particular skill set of mine, but I do my best Um and you can find that um, it's so the, the shop name is Heart of Jesus, and that's I E S V S. So it's the Latin stylized version of Jesus, and so it's Heart underscore of underscore Jesus. So that's how you find me on Instagram. And from there, there's a link that goes to my Etsy shop where you can buy um, prayer cards, uh, prints, and some other uh, fun stuff with my designs on it. So oh. yeah.
2: I encourage all of our listeners to go straight to your computer today and look these up. Again, it's Incredible Art by Josiah Henley. Well, Josiah, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And thank you for sharing this gift of your art with all of us to see.
7: Yeah, thank you.
2: So again, that is Josiah Henley. To make that much easier for you to find, I'm going to put a link to where you can get to Josiah's Instagram page and also where you're going to be able to find his Etsy store where you can actually purchase some of these materials for yourself. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And It is 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend this Monday morning, last week of March. Exactly, Brenda, three weeks from today.
2: Oh, yeah, three, three, three weeks?
1: Three weeks from today. It is Mater Day Radio's 2023 Spring Share We really enjoy these. We have an opportunity to bring in guests, we have volunteers coming in answering phones, and it's an opportunity to for you, our wonderful listeners, to make a pledge to support Catholic Radio. Again, it is Seek the Truth. That's the theme for this year's 2023 Spring Charathon, April 17th through the 21st. You can learn more on our website at MartredayRadio.com or through the Hail Mary
4: Media app. Support for Matreday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist.
2: Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large-order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's-inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School.
6: Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Modern Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdeiradio.com. That's materdeiradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life
0: at Mater De Radio morning may have broken but don't fret david and brenda can fix it the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life mater day radio
1: 727 at mater day radio and did the pandemic affect your walking interesting new study out on steps we'll have
2: that for you in the news and hot summer seem to be taking its toll on our beloved Doug Firm. I'll have that story for you right after this. It is Tori Harris and Hearts One Stone.
3: Oh.
1: is Tori Harris and Hearts Once Stone. It's 731 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, the Archdiocese of Hartford is investigating a possible Eucharistic miracle that may have taken place during the celebration of the Mass at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Thomaston. Now, on March 5th, at the conclusion of Mass, Father Joseph Crowley announced that a Eucharistic minister witnessed something unexplainable as he was distributing communion. One of our Eucharistic ministers, he said, was running out of hosts, and then suddenly there were more hosts in the ciborium. God just duplicated himself in the ciborium, an emotional Crowley told the faithful. Now, local news reported Friday that the Archdiocese of Hartford is looking into this possible miracle. Now, Vatican-endorsed exhibit Eucharistic Miracles of the World featuring documentary evidence of 152 such miracles has visited over 3,000 churches on its international tour. And Pope Francis on Sunday offered prayers for the victims of a deadly tornado that struck parts of Mississippi and Alabama Friday night, cutting a swath of ruin across the impoverished Mississippi Delta. The tornado killed at least 26 people and left twisted piles of debris where homes and businesses and neighborhoods once stood. Now, speaking after his weekly Angelus Reflection in St. Peter's Square, the Pope included victims of the storm among those suffering around the world from war and natural disasters. On Sunday, President Joe Biden issued an emergency declaration to speed federal aid to the area, adding that he and First Lady Jill Biden are praying for the storm victims. And Bishop Joseph Coppock's of the Diocese of Jackson, Mississippi, issued a statement Saturday pledging the support of the Diocese Catholic Charities Disaster Response Team, saying, at this time, we join in prayer for all those affected by the storm that crossed our state and for the repose of the souls of those lost to these devastating tornadoes. He concluded by saying, we pray for those who are desperately trying to search and reach loved ones unable to reach them, as well as those still seeking stay- safety who are missing as a result of the storm.
1: Did you happen to see any of the footage of the areas? I saw a oh. few
2: pictures. It, 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 incredible. It's amazing. But miles yeah. of, of just, you can see that path.
1: Buildings just totally leveled. So definitely prayers for the community there well this is spring break for oregon kids if you're planning a staycation uh, how about checking out one of the country's oldest amusement parks oaks amusement park in portland's selwood neighborhood is open this week for its 118th season
2: nice that
1: is incredible so the hours are from noon to 5 p.m through april 2nd no matter the weather now oaks park has a great history it opened two days before the Lewis and Clark Centennial Exposition on May 30th, 1905, it was first created as a trolley park to give streetcar riders a place to go on the weekends, but it's more, it's much more than that now, of course, with carnival rides, including the relatively new, this sounds like for you, Brenda, the Adrenaline Peak Roller Coaster. How about that? There are Midway Games, miniature golf, and the popular indoor skating rink that is open year-round. You ever been to the skating rink there? Uh,
2: I have picked up my daughter many a time at that skating rink.
1: All right. The hours are 1 to 5 p.m. on the rink daily during spring break for open skate there's additional skating hours varying by day with special times for young children and 18 and older skating in the evening so there you go just one fun thing to do and of course this week too over at the oregon coast whale watching week starts that's
2: there's a lot of things to do this week a
1: lot of things
2: well, about 300 people did gather on Sunday morning at Esther Short Park to honor mother and daughter. And many wore red for Melinda's 27, and pink for Layla, 7 years old. And some wore purple shirts with a photo. Family and friends and community members left flowers, balloons, cards, stuffed animals, and other trinkets on a table. Now, investigators say the two were last seen the morning of March 12th with Melendez's former boyfriend, Kirkland Warren, who was barred from a court by a court order from having contact with her. Melendez's mother reported the pair missing March 18th after she couldn't reach them for their regular video chat session. Their bodies were later found Wednesday in a rural area east of Washougal. Warren, whom Vancouver police had named a person of interest in the disappearances, has not yet been charged in their deaths.
1: Well, an interesting new study on walking. It shows Americans took fewer steps during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, and they still haven't gotten back to their pre-pandemic levels. Study used data from 6,000 participants who wore activity trackers for at least 10 hours a day for multiple years. The results showed that people who took the fewest steps were socioeconomically disadvantaged under psychological stress and not vaccinated. Age made a difference as well, but in an unexpected way. People over 60 were not impacted by the pandemic, the study found. They continued to keep their steps up. It was younger people between 18 and 30 whose steps counts were most impacted. Why steps are important? An earlier study found that overweight people could lower their risk of obesity by 64% by increasing their steps taken from about 6,000 steps to 11,000 steps per day.
2: 11,000. I mean, you think about younger people, of course, kids that were on college campuses or in high schools, you think about the number of steps they take, walking around campus, running around to find their friends, out to pee, that kind of thing. Same with college students. Right. They walk clear across the campus to get to classes, but when the shutdown happened, well, so did the steps. Well, the Oregon State tree is dying off in some parts of the state because it can't survive the hot summer. Now, many trees dying off in parts of the Klamath Mountains in southwestern Oregon. Many trees, uh, Max Bennett an Oregon State University Extension Forester led a recent study which estimated approximately... A quarter of a million Douglas firs has died off between 2016 and 2019, with the die-off getting worse in the years since. Now, the prevailing theory is that wildfires have cleared the way for dug fir trees to take root in new places, specifically lower elevations, hotter and drier areas. Now, Bennett explained when a drought comes along, well, the tree- trees get particularly stressed for lack of moisture. And then they become vulnerable to various types of insects. And the insects get into the trees and basically fill, uh, finish them off, he said. Now, that die-off leads to a spiraling downward as the dead or dying trees add to a buildup of fossil fuels for the forest for the next fire. And the forester said the good news is, though, there are still tens of millions of Douglas firs and forest lands across the strait. That said, the loss of the affected firs is significant, along with increased risk of fire. There is a the loss of timber, loss of habitat, and the danger of dead trees around homes, trails, and roadways.
1: Hmm. Well, in sports, after a weekend of Elite Eight games, the final four is set for the NCAA men's college basketball tournament, and there are no top seeds left. <laughs>
2: Madness, David. It's madness, I'm telling you.
1: In fact, the highest seed remaining is UConn. It's a four seed. The Huskies will face fifth seed Miami on Saturday. The other Final Four game is fifth seed San Diego State against ninth seed Florida Atlantic. If you had in your bracket San Diego (laughs) State against Florida Atlantic (laughs) in the Final Four... Congratulations, because you're the only person probably who did.
2: I, what was I've obviously I've heard of the Aztecs, our yeah. hometown university. What was Florida? What
1: Florida Atlantic,
2: Florida Atlantic. Atlantic.
1: So they're out of Boca Raton.
2: Oh, lovely! So there, there you go, lovely area.
1: So that's your final four. Uh, University of Oregon basketball team, the women's basketball team, battled Washington yesterday in a Great Eight game of the WNIT, and it was the Huskies coming out on top, sixty-three to fifty-nine in Seattle, ending the Ducks' season. And in the NBA, at Oklahoma City last night, the Portland Trail Portland let me say that the Portland Trailblazers that's them that's them fell to the Thunder one eighteen to one twelve. With a record of thirty-two and forty-two now, the Blazers' playoff chances eh, eh pretty much done. over. Yeah, pretty much over. Blazers are at New Orleans tonight.
2: Well, traditionally, the final two weeks of Lent in the Roman Rite are used as an immediate preparation for the sorrowful events of the Easter drama. It is a period of time to focus more and more on the passion and death of Jesus, and so accompanying him on his way to Calvary. For several centuries, the fifth Sunday of Lent, that was this past Sunday, was known as Passion Sunday and marked the beginning of a special subseason called Passion Tide, which extended up until Holy Saturday. Now, during this time, the church's liturgy became more somber and sorrowful mood was reflected in the various practices that occurred in the liturgy. Now, the most obvious example of a more somber mood was The veiling of statues and images, which remains an optional practice for in the current Roman Missal. And it says in the Diocese for the United States, the practicing of covering crosses and images throughout the church from the fifth Sunday of Lent may be observed. Crosses remain covered until the end of the celebration of the Lord's Passion on Good Friday, but images remain covered until the beginning of the Easter Vigil. So Palm Sunday was seen as the second Sunday in Passion Tide and is currently listed on the liturgical calendar, though, as Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. And it is on this day that the Passion narrative is read. The longest Sunday gospel reading, David. So be ready for that one. Yep. The church beckons us on Palm Sunday to look towards the cross and see Christ's immense love for us, sacrificing himself for our sins. It's a preview of what is to come on Good Friday. Right. Uh,
1: this Sunday's uh, gospel reading pretty long too.
2: It was long, of course. We heard yeah. about Lazarus. Lazarus. That's right. Yep, that's yeah. right. So, uh, but no, the passion of the Lord not that's, to be outdone. That's oftentimes when they have the different people reading the parts. Right. Too.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right.
2: Yep. So be ready for that one.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And this Tuesday at 7 o'clock is Family Information Night for Chesterton Academy of the Blessed Pier, Giorgio Frassati. It's happening at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Church. This information night will be a great chance for interested families to meet the Chesterton Academy team, hear about its classical Catholic curriculum, and meet other interested parents. You can find more details and register for the event Please go to our community calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app.
1: Well, Julia underco host of Your Next Mission from God. She's going to join us next, right after the
4: forecast
5: Join Matri-Day Radio and Father
9: Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatudayRadio.com.
10: Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com.
8: Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. And Monday nights at 730, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones. Monday nights at 730 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is
1: 7:46 at Monterey Radio. You know, when I left the house this morning, our grass was a little frosty. It's chilly I'm, out. It's
2: cold yeah. out there today, for it, sure. It, it's a little
1: chilly out there. We're going to see mostly cloudy skies today. High of 56. Then the rain rolls in later tonight, 70% chance, low of 42. Then Tuesday looks pretty showery, 80% chance of rain, a little breezy as well, high of 51.
2: Currently, it is a chilly 36 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church here in Portland.
1: And 34 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene.
2: Well, ladies, it is time to take our place on the stage of Salvation History with your elder sisters in Christ. Meet those who have gone before you, bold female warriors of the spirit from heroic Old Testament women to more recent saints. And you can join Julie Durko for a kickoff webinar and a book study, Holy Handmaids of the Lord, Women Saints Who Won the Battle for Souls. Now you'll hear more on the lives of the saints on Julie's show, your next mission from God right here at Matri-Day Radio and... You can hear Julie right now joining us on The Morning Blend. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us.
11: Good morning, Brenda.
2: Well, it is wonderful to have this opportunity to talk with you, a real special event, and it is coming up very soon this evening, in fact. And before we get to our webinar and talk a little bit more about it, tell our listeners a little bit about how well your Lenten journey has been this year.
11: My Lenten journey, the Lord picked my Lent for me. Um, many people who know me uh, know that I'm just currently living out of the area in Wyoming uh, with my son's family because we. my youngest granddaughter uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, and she has to be with her mom out of state because Wyoming is sparsely populated. There's not a lot here for medical things, and so she is out of state a lot in Denver, and for ongoing treatment. And so during that time, I come and stay with the family in Wyoming. And if people have been through this, they know it's kind of a long haul. I've since November, I've been in Wyoming more than I a lot more than I've been home. And mm. I'll I'll be here a few a few more months off and on. I, um, but the prognosis is really good. Oh, We're good. expecting a cure. The doctors are expecting a cure. We just have to get through it, which I appreciate everyone's prayers. And hopefully if things go according to plan, I should be back home to stay uh, sometime this summer.
2: Oh, Julie, we will pray for you and for your granddaughter. And you're right, what a Lenten journey it has been. And know that you are carried with our prayers and that our Lord carries you and your family and uh, your goddaughter for sure. Well, this is a special event, and while you are going through this, well, you still have the opportunity to share in your book, and this is a very unique webinar that people have an opportunity to join in. First, remind our listeners, because I know we've had you on before, talking about Holy Handmaids, and this a book and what what they find in it.
11: Um, Holy Handmaids of the Lord, Women Saints Who Won the Battle for Souls, uh, was a a book published a couple of years ago. Uh, with Sophia Institute Press, and it's, um, well, I've talked about it on the show, but it's a little bit unique, in my opinion, that it's really for this day and time for women to uh, understand their unique identities in the Lord. We've, We've just lost our place, all of us in society, you know. We don't even know who we are, and it's like, get back to who you really are and join our Lord in the mission to save souls, and that's the mission of the Church, and we have a place to play in it. And I was so thrilled. Brenda, just out of the blue, I received an email from Sia uh, Parsons. She's uh, with Women of Grace, and she let me know that they have, they do a book study regularly, and they had chosen this book for their next study, which will start in April. And I was just thrilled. I thought it's perfect timing uh, for what we need in this day and time. And and so there's a webinar tonight for a kickoff. I know it's kind of all really short notice, but That's that's the way my life is sometimes. And I'm here in Wyoming and I can still do a webinar from here. (laughs) Boy, Uh,
2: you know, if there's anything that we have learned through the covid years really is how to make best use of being online and having the ability to join in on webinars and learn such beautiful, wonderful things. So tell our listeners a little bit about this kickoff event. It is happening this evening. Uh, It starts at 730 Eastern Time. That's 4.30 right here in the Portland area. So how is this little evening going to go? Because it's just, as you said, a little kickoff to a further study.
11: Well, the study begins, I believe, April 10th. And it would be a weekly meeting with women across the nation who meet via Zoom. And that's pretty cool to, to meet your students nation and go through this study uh, which will be led by Susan Brinkman I don't know if anyone's familiar with her but she's a regular with Women of Grace and um, so this is the kickoff webinar and uh, how it works is that if you've joined the book study and paid to join it's free the webinar though if you just want to join it if you go to Women of Grace and go uh, to their store you can actually purchase just the webinar only, and that would be twenty dollars to join the webinar. And um, but um, if you join the book study, then it comes with it. And so that's the those are the that's the way. And I think Brenda, you may have the links to get on that store and do that if if one wanted to join. But even if you didn't want to join um, the book, it's it, it's a good standalone. You oh, know, for if sure. you it's a good and it's written. You've read it probably, Brenda. Like it's written in the style that I speak. So if you've listened to the show, or you hear me speaking now, it's it's stories that have to do with our lives and how these women uh, handled it. And so we've got we've got women through salvation history. When I was inspired to do this, Our Lady just kind of enlightened my mind, like. Like, this is the story of woman. <laughs> and uh, of course, the Virgin Mary is at the center, but preparing through the Old Testament and then the New Testament saints, and they went through everything. I've got couples, uh, mother-son relationships, individual women. It's just beautiful.
2: Julie, I think this is a great opportunity too for women to be able to join in, perhaps maybe their moms at home, maybe just spending a little bit of time recognizing how God sees us, I think so often women think you know oh the church is is about the men and and uh how they've been the doctors of the church, but I think you really bring forward in your book the powerful influence and the role, as I said, that women had in salvation history. Who were some of those real powerful saints that are in your book that that are going to kick off this series
11: well there's there's um Judas from the Old Testament, which is amazing a story of bravery using all what we would say are the gifts of the Holy Spirit to bring forth the Lord's will to save the people. Esther, who demonstrates that at risk of her own life, Mm -hmm. she goes to the king to get salvation for the people. So women have always been involved in going to the king and making sure he knows for the salvation of 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 god's people the israelites in the old testament this is this is crazy and that's the way it is and then you think too the virgin mary center it's all leading up to her as the as the primary archetype but even symbols like the um, ark of the covenant which always led the people in their holy war and she's the ark of the new covenant and it's explained in the book how but i mean most of your listeners understand that oh. but it's like oh my goodness we're leading up to mary and then after mary has has made her her scene her, her entry onto salvation history she continues but then her daughters follow her through the saints and their stories are incredible we've got uh jane de chantelle and francis de sales as a couple um you know he he was they're both religious but together moving god's mission forward um Zaley and louis martin Therese's parents that's a story I'm telling you, Zaylee is an unbelievable, she went through it all. She went went through it all, and she struggled like we do, uh, struggled with unforgiveness and all those things that we struggle with. Hers is a great story of inspiration for anybody. And then, of course, those great individuals like, like Joan of Arc and Faustina. Oh, oh. Um,
2: it's going to be just wonderful, Julie. And, <laughs> and how exciting to be able to not only do this webinar, this kickoff event, but women around the area and around the country should join in on this fantastic book study. It's going to be a great way to keep up any of these Lenten kind of studies that you have been doing. And don't let it end at Easter. Keep it going. And this would be a great opportunity to do that. Julie, wow, I just really appreciate you taking Taking out time to talk with us this morning, and again, as we said in the beginning, prayers for you and your little family. And uh, we uh, look forward to the time when you can come back to Portland, be with us in studio. God bless you.
11: God bless you. I look forward to coming back too. Thanks so much, Brenda. Thank you too, Julie.
1: And it is 7.56 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please consider downloading our free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website. The free app will give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Dei Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer, reminders, and so much more. A lot of Lenten resources as well. It's Mater Radio's free Hail Mary media app. Details on our website at
4: materderadio.com. Support for Mater Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This
0: is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and
4: streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church.
10: Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus
2: through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: Have some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at MaterDayRadio.com.
1: And it is 7:58 at Mater Dei Radio, and a good night for stargazers. We'll tell you about it in the news.
2: And Pope Francis says it's time for all of us learn how to walk. I'll tell you what he means coming up right after. Awaken the Saint.
12: Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. If you feel like you've never had enough time to do all the things you want to do, then join the club. You might also be a little flabbergasted by the life of blessed Francesco Fadi Bruno, who was, among other things, a renowned mathematician, composer, priest, and philanthropist. Francesco's life began in 1825 in Alessandria, Italy, as the youngest of 12 children. His parents were strong in their faith, affluent, and generous to the needy, which created an environment where he was blessed with a happy childhood. Most of Francesco's education happened at home until he lost his mother at nine years old. Soon after this, he began his formal schooling, eventually entering the Royal Military Academy of Turin in 1840 and settled his sights on a career in the army. When the First Italian War of Independence broke out in 1848, Francesco joined the fight. He found some success and was promoted to captain in 1849, but after a terrible defeat at the hands of the Austrians, in which many of Francesco's comrades died and he barely escaped with his own life, he decided the military wasn't for him. From 1850 onward, Francesco settled in a life of learning, studying mathematics in Paris. Over the next few years, he published several papers while earning his graduate license in science. His interest expanded to related subjects, particularly astronomy, and while in Paris, he even invented an apparatus that assisted the blind in writing. By the time he was in his mid-thirties, Francesco had published over 20 written works in various subjects and became a lecturer at the University of Turin. Inspired by the works of charity he had seen in Paris, he began his own charitable organizations, including an infirmary for the poor and sick, a boarding house for the elderly and disabled women, and classes for children and poor families who would normally be unable to get a proper education. Francesco continued his studies and his career in the University of Turin. Though his peers thought he was a brilliant man, he saw very few promotions due to the highly secular nature of the Italian independence movement, which created strong discrimination against devout people like himself. Accolades and promotions weren't really a big deal to Francesco, though. He was much more concerned with becoming a priest. Even though he had undertaken training and proven himself capable, Francesco was approaching his 50s, and his archbishop was against ordaining a man who was growing old. In the end, he had to contact Pope Pius IX directly to overrule the archbishop and finally join the priesthood. Francesco continued and expanded his charitable works until he died unexpectedly from an infection in 1888. He was beatified 100 years later by Pope John Paul II. Sometimes it feels like there's just not enough time in our day. We fill our lives so full of work, family, friends, and hobbies that it can feel impossible to make space for God. But it's important that we establish prayer as our priority because strengthening our faith enriches every other aspect of our lives. Blessed Francesco Fadi Bruno, pray for us.
1: That is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to download some Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at matradayradio.com. It's 801.
2: On the fifth Sunday of Lent, Pope Francis challenged the faithful to do as they did when they were little children learning how to walk. He said, letting God take them by the hand. That way, the Pope is assured, even when they fall or feel discouraged, they won't be alone. On the contrary, he continues, it is precisely in these moments that he comes closer to us than ever to restore us to life. He said this after his Angelus address on March 26 and speaking from the window of the Vatican's apostolic palace, the Pope pointed to the gospel of the day, which narrates the resurrection of Lazarus, a dear friend of Jesus. Now, before ending his address, the Pope recalled that we are all sinners and left a special word for confessors saying, dear brothers, Do not forget that you too are sinners and you are in the confessional not to torture, to forgive and to forgive everything as the Lord forgives everything. Then after praying the Angelus in Latin with the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis expressed his closeness to the victims of the tornado in Mississippi and earthquake survivors in Turkey and Syria. He also prayed for peace and reconciliation in Peru.
1: a passenger on a Delta Airlines flight out of Los Angeles International Airport was detained for triggering the plane's emergency slide prior to takeoff, authorities said. So the passenger opened an emergency exit door around 10 a.m. Saturday, causing the emergency slide to deploy as the plane was pushing away from the gate, according to Los Angeles Airport Police. Now, the person was not arrested but transported to a local hospital for mental evaluation, according to airport police. So Flight 1714 was scheduled to fly to Seattle. Delta said in a statement the aircraft was holding to taxi for takeoff when the passenger exited the aircraft and was initially detained by Delta staff ahead of being arrested by local law enforcement. The aircraft returned to the gate and passengers were put on another plane. The FBI was then notified. Man, that's uh,
2: that would be frightening. Yeah,
1: at least it was wow. on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So anyway, Ugh. yeah.
2: Well, North Carolina-based First Citizens will buy Silicon Valley Bank, the tech industry-focused financial institution that collapsed earlier this month. Now, customers of SVB will automatically become Customers First Citizens, which is headquartered in Raleigh. Now, the 17 former branches of SVB will open as First Citizen branches today, the FDIC said. Now, the these SVB based in Santa Clara, California, collapsed on March 10th after depositors rushed to withdraw money amid fears about the bank's health. It was the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history after the 2008 failure of Washington Mutual. Then two days later, New York-based Signature Bank was seized by regulators in the third largest bank failure in the U.S. In both cases, the government agreed to cover deposits, even those that exceeded the federally insured limit of $250,000, so depositors were able to access their money. New York Community Bank agreed to buy a significant chunk of Signature Bank in a $2.7 billion deal just one week ago.
1: All right, we talked a little bit about this last week, but I wanted to give a reminder okay. to all you stargazers I'm looking. out there. Tomorrow night, you have the opportunity to be treated to a rare celestial event, providing the weather is uh, cooperating. The planets of Jupiter Jupiter, Venus, Mars, Mercury, and Uranus will all be located near one another in the same place in a rare alignment. The cosmic event will take place in the evening just after sunset. So I think sunset now is right around 730-ish in that time frame. That's when the five planets will be visible. Now, the planets won't be visible in a straight line, but instead they'll be in like an arc formation alongside the moon. So locate where the moon is. And even though March 28th is the best day to observe the rare occurrence, they will be visible together through March 30th. So what is that? Thursday. And, uh, you know, the stargazing guys say good set of binoculars definitely will help with the process. So right now, Tuesday night, looks mm, cloudy okay so maybe there'll be a break in the clouds that's all you need is just a little break break. maybe
2: wednesday or thursday looks like we might be getting a little more sun breaks so so you might be able to might be able to do that all right well it comes with the territory as a driver if you've got a car well, you're going to have to take it in for routine maintenance and sometimes get a problem fixed And that's harder to do in 2023 thanks to a big shortage of mechanics or automotive technicians nationwide, including the Pacific Northwest. Now, Jay Gannon is co-founder and president of an enterprise called Wrenchway, Way, an online community for auto and diesel professionals. It's launching a local chapter in April that includes Portland to help promote and improve careers in auto repair locally. Now, Wrenchway works with thousands of auto shops and 500 schools across the country, including Portland Community College and its Automotive Services Technology Program. Jay Heikendal is an automotive instructor at PCC who said their two year training program will get you a certificate and an associate's degree if you add in another coursework, graduates can start work as an apprentice level automotive with just those things. two year program. Yeah. and they say these days, mechanics, they're starting off, you know, sixty mm-hmm. to sixty five thousand yeah. dollars. Earning up to six figures. That's
1: something. Wow. I know you like to get under the hood now and again. Oh, yeah.
2: absolutely not. <laughs> that's know, why dude. our son... But see, this is what's wonderful. You think yeah. about these tech programs, they should be more and more offered. Our own son, he goes every day in his junior year and he'll do it his senior year right. doing the automotive program. He's looking to get certified under Honda engines.
1: Very nice. Yeah.
2: That's a, I said, that's excellent of yeah. you to do. Of course, then he says, and then I'm going to join a race team, mom. Okay, we'll right, talk see, about that. that. I like that.
1: <laughs> so, could you jumpstart a battery if need be? I could. Yes. Okay. Absolutely, so that's I good. That's that. important to know. That.
2: Uh, but I couldn't change a tire. I know right. the I know the steps in it. I just I'm very yeah. sure that I don't have the strength to do okay. that. Yeah. Uh, but I do have the strength to pick up my phone and call roadside assistance.
1: All right. It's a lot easier to change a tire if you have a T wrench, under in in your trunk. Okay. Yeah, cuz it gives I've... you a little more grip.
2: David, after the show, I want you to go into my trunk <laughs> and tell me if I have one of those. I
1: will do that. <laughs> All right. In sports, University of Portland baseball team continues to roll. The Pilots defeated Pacific University in Stockton, California yesterday, 5 to 1 to complete a 3-game sweep of the Tigers. So Portland is now 6 and 0 in West Coast Conference play. That's the first time in program history they've been 6 and 0 in conference play. Really? Yeah, so they're off to a great start. Portland travels to Seattle tomorrow to face the Huskies at 4 o'clock. Both the Ducks and the Beavers, they, they won their games yesterday as well. In soccer, the Portland Thorns got their season underway in fine fashion. The defending NWSL champions shut out the Orlando Pride 4-0. In front of over 15,000 fans at Providence Park yesterday ah, afternoon. Wow. So, pre match ceremonies included the Thorns hanging their third championship banner.
2: <laughs> ah, congratulations. Wow. Fun
1: day at Providence.
2: Well, in the church's devotions of earlier centuries, it was customary during the final two weeks of Lent to pray for the Pope. And it's easy to forget that the Pope is always in need of our prayers, though our current pontiff, Pope Francis, is not afraid to specifically ask for prayers. This is a request he has repeatedly asked the flock to give him ever since his election. Now, here's an English translation of a prayer that would sometimes be added to the mass during the last two weeks of Lent, this time known as Passion Tide, right? And in part, it says, O God... The shepherd and ruler of all the faithful, look down upon thy servant, whom thou hast been pleased to appoint pastor over thy church. Grant we beseech thee that he may benefit both by word and example those over whom he is set and thus attain unto eternal life together with the flock committed to his care
1: i remember on the anniversary uh we were talking about his anniversary being elected pope and remember him going out over to look over the crowd and that's what he asked please pray for
0: me
2: please pray for me for sure we cannot ever forget to do that
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
2: And coming up on Friday, it begins at 10 o'clock. There is an American Red Cross blood drive happening at the Grotto. They ask you to please register on the American Red Cross website. Link is provided. You're going to find that link on our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: Well, I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with Catholic singer-songwriter Donna Corey Gibson. She's been here numerous times performing, and so we're going to visit with Donna coming up after the forecast
5: At
6: Matri-Day Radio, everything we do is meant to illuminate the truth of Christ. From starting the day with David and Brenda on the morning blend, to closing the night with the mysteries of the rosary, we're devoted to leading souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. Mark your calendar for April 17th through 21st as we seek the truth during Matri-Day Radio's 2023 Spring share a It's going to be a week of joyful celebration. And you can be a big part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater De Radio's success in April by providing a strong incentive for our share listeners to match your prayerful giving. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to materderadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and seek the truth. During our 2023 Spring share at Monterey Radio, the bridge between
1: your faith and everyday life. It is 814 at Monterey Radio. Well, it is a chilly one out there this morning. you are going to have mostly cloudy skies today, high of 56 degrees, and then rain rolls in tonight. It's about a 70% chance, low of 42 chance of showers on Tuesday and breezy with a high of 51.
2: Currently, it is 37 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church out in Camas, Washington.
1: And 32 degrees at St. Philip Church in Dallas.
2: Well, her inspiring message and incredible voice is a gift that Donna Corey Gibson shares with so many through her music. And it's a gift that she only uses to glorify God And draws closer to the Lord Now a unique opportunity is coming up on Sunday, April 2nd At Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver A benefit concert for Regina Chaley Academy Is welcoming Donna Corey to share her voice with all of us And I am so honored this morning Well Donna Corey Gibson is with us today Hello Donna, thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend Hey, good morning, my pleasure. Well, we are just so excited to play host to you. In fact, as we were preparing for our interview, I shared with you that my husband is a permanent deacon, and we are in fact parishioners at Holy Redeemer Church. So I just know how excited the community is to welcome you, and so many here in the Portland area too. Of course, we listen to your beautiful Divine Mercy Chaplet on the air every week. So I was very surprised when getting things ready that you... You really started out in secular music, but God said, no, your voice is a gift I've given to you, and I want to use it to glorify me. Kind of tell our listeners how you started in one direction and how God's path will led you in another.
13: Well, I think this is Our Lady. She had her thumb on me from a very young age. And before I left for New York, (laughs) I went ahead and I read some books on her apparitions. It started with a Fatima Crusade book that I found in the back of a church. So you never know what your little act of kindness and your little evangelization, you might not be able to speak, but you can leave little pamphlets and booklets, and you just never know who's going to read it. And me, as a young 21-year-old, I read the Fatima story for the first time, and I was very affected by it. And so I kept Our Lady with me very close. I read more of her apparitions, started wearing a miraculous medal, and, and I moved to... New York. Again, my name is Donna Marie, so that's the Lady Mary. I was named for Mary. I was baptized in the Feast of Mount Carmel. So I wanted to pursue secular music because ever since I was a little kid, that's all I did. I sang with Pavarotti, sang at a punk rock band, recorded three albums before I even moved to New York. I had a production deal with uh, a producer from Arista Records, the same label as Whitney Houston. And I got out of that recording contract because I didn't like the music. <laughs> wow! Just didn't res- and he just let me out, and I started writing my own things, and you know party tunes. Just everybody likes to cut loose on a Friday night, you know, dance or whatever, or love songs. Everybody loves a good love song, but really, I I found that love songs were they're so idealistic. Nobody can really um, meet that mark except Jesus, and and party tunes, while not evil, they're not good either. They're a distraction from the one true goal which is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And I realized what I was doing was distracting or lukewarm. And you know the scripture, I would rather you be hot or cold, but since you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. And I did not want to be spit out of the Lord's mouth. So I decided to stop writing songs uh, that would distract people from the goal of heaven and you know, because the enemy would just love to keep us distracted and so that we forget why we're here, and we are here as a church militant to win souls, to get to heaven, and to bring as many souls with us as possible. So I decided to start singing prayers. Um, that way a prayer gets stuck in your head, and then you're singing it all day long, and you're affecting eternity all day long. Hopefully, if you're paying attention, you're, you you got your mind in the right direction, and you're maybe keeping the presence of God even while you're working. And um, it's a great way to evangelize. I, I mix it up. Being Catholic, it's it's a very seasonal thing. We have a month of Mary, so I got Mary songs in May, and we got Christmas and Advent, and then I have Lenten songs. So right now I'm I'm touring. I'm doing a lot of Way of the Cross concerts on Fridays and Sundays, our, our past, uh, concerts around the country, and then ordinary time, I sing about our Catholic faith, why we believe Jesus is true presence in the Eucharist, why we pray to Mary, what's really going on during Mass, uh, purgatory, saints, all those kind of Catholic things. And I have songs for each of those, so I I mix that up, and that would be in our Catholic faith concert. And so seasonally, depending, you know, what program the Church wants, I'll offer that, and I even started giving uh, ladies retreats on the one thing necessary. Now, if Jesus... Looked you in the face and said, there's only one thing you need to do. You'll be like, oh, tell me. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> and that is prayer. Because he told, said that to Martha. Martha, you are so distracted by so many things and anxious, but there's only one thing necessary. And Mary has chosen the better part and she will not be deprived of it. And what was Mary doing? She was sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to him. Mm. Just in His presence constantly, and so I my what I want to do is encourage people to pray, and not just pray with words, but to be silent. And at a retreat, I'll, I teach um, prayer in the Carmelite tradition, as I learned from Doctor of the Church Teresa Vavala. Um, and so that would be like a Saturday retreat thing, and for the ladies. Actually, I've done it for men too. <laughs> I Just call it something different. Oh, sure. Instead of keeping a merry spirit throughout a Martha Day, I call it The One Thing Necessary. And uh, people don't hear that message very often. And if if it is The One Thing Necessary, we should all do it. So that's what I I do. I sing prayers, and I'm happy to do it
2: for the rest of my life. Oh, well, we are so happy to be able to be recipients of that gift, of that beautiful voice. In fact, coming up, you can see Donna Corey Gibson live at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. On Palm Sunday. Well, you've done so many recordings. Donna, what was the very first religious recording that you were able to produce? How long ago was that? Oh, my goodness. That was in
13: 1995. Really? And and, and some of the songs from that album, I'm still singing today, and they're still bestsellers. They're still intimate, like Lovely Lady Dressed in Blue. Everybody loves that song. I, uh, Jesus' True Presence in the Eucharist song called Trust in Me is on my very first one. And the Golden Arrow Prayer, I don't know if you're familiar with the oh, Golden Arrow sure, Prayer. Oh, for sure, yes. So my label, my record label, is Golden Arrow Music, because I want all the prayers I do to be a, a bomb of reparation to the two hearts of Jesus and Mary. So I had to, to sing the prayer, and I even put that on my program so people can sing along with me when I do an Our Catholic faith concert. I talk about Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist. I sing The Trust in Me, which is on the first CD and then we go into the golden arrow when we sing together, reparation prayer. Maybe make a spiritual communion there. Sing that too as well. And uh, when I was trying to promote that one, I, I sent it up to some Marian conferences that were going around the country. And um, one of the guys he, he he let me sell it in his bookstore. But Dan was supposed to sing that weekend, and um, she wasn't able to make it. She was going to sing the rosary. So he asked me, "Can you sing the rosary?" And I was taught to always say yes and figure it out later. <laughs> but actually, I <laughs> have sang the rosary. Because when I was in New York, I had a, an hour commute from from Jersey to the city or from Long Island to the city. And I always played my rosary in the car like everybody else. And so one day, I decided to sing it. And so I had this great melody. And I, I remember feeling all tickled inside, thinking, oh, I bet our lady loves this, as I sang the rosary. And, you know, it takes twice as long. That's why St. Augustine says so singing. Is praying twice, right? Because it takes twice as long. Oh, that's anyway, right. So I had it. So all I had to do was record it real fast. I sent it to him, and he he loved it. He said, "I want you to come sing it for our conference." And then everybody wanted a copy, so I had to record it, and that's been the mainstay of this music from the beginning. Is is the rosary has helped me keep going and and finance all the other CDs, and it's all because of
2: Our Lady. Oh. Donna, we have a saying here at Mater Day Radio, a radio station that was started because a group of people wanted to pray the Rosary on the air. That yeah. we don't always get what we want, but Our Lady always provides what we need, and Absolutely. we are just- I call her.
13: My pushy Jewish mother in heaven. Ah. <laughs> she just twisted ah. my arm.
2: Our mama in it. heaven, for sure. Uh-huh. Well, Donna, we are so excited to have you join us here in the Pacific Northwest. I'd love to talk a little bit more about your concert that is coming up, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour?
13: Absolutely.
1: And it is 823 at Motter Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the morning blend this last week of March. Pretty unbelievable. So <laughs> rolling right through it. Hey, one of the ways you can support Matter Day Radio through our vehicle donation program. You have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Matter Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at MatredayRadio.com or through the
4: Hail Mary Media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722 that's 503-252-1722
9: many christians are familiar with the story where the pharisees bring a woman caught in adultery to jesus and try to test him for charges against the law of moses Jesus had been showing all sorts of mercy that was unusual to them. Eating with sinners and tax collectors, driving demons out of Gentiles, and even curing people on the Sabbath. They thought they could trap him. But Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground. We can assume he was writing out their sins. He then said, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And in response, they went away one by one. Jesus then said, Has no one condemned? you, then neither do I condemn you. But Jesus continues, go and sin no more. It's fine for us to meet people where they are at with mercy, but we can't just leave them there. We must help them come to a place free of sin in their lives. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net.
1: Support for Autor Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Is God calling you to do
6: something different with your life? Join Modern Day Radio's team as our new grant writer, shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the Grant Rider position and how to apply at matradayradio.com. That's matradayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith
0: and everyday life at Matraday Radio. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And
2: it is
1: 826 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, have any plans for spring break this week? We'll give you some ideas coming up in the news.
2: And like the multiplication of the loaves and fishes, an empty ciborium fills with hosts. I'll have the story of a possible Eucharistic miracle right here in the U.S. coming up in three minutes. This is Dan Bremnis, and He Knows. And we are David and Brenda on The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday
10: life.
14: I know you struggle and you're wrestling with unbelief. You feel the fire growing cold. Your broken heart is beating heavy like the air you breathe. You're in this valley all. So where do you turn? Where do you go? Well, he knows every pain, every tear that you've cried, every single part of you. And he knows every doubt, every fear that you've fought, the battles you've been going through. If we taste the bitterness of suffering, it always leaves us asking why. But I believe that there's a reason for everything. If we could see through his eyes, cause he knows. He knows every doubt, every fear that you fight The battles you've been going through That is
1: Dan Bremnis, and he knows. It's 830 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news this hour, the Archdiocese of Hartford is investigating a possible Eucharistic miracle that may have taken place during the celebration of the Mass at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Thomaston. Now, March 5th, at the conclusion of Mass, Father Joseph Crowley announced that a Eucharistic minister witnessed something unexplainable as he was distributing communion. One of our Eucharistic ministers, he said, was running out of hosts. And then suddenly there were more hosts in the ciborium. God just duplicated himself. An emotional Crowley told the faithful there. Now it was reported that the Archdiocese of Hartford is looking into this possible miracle. The Vatican endorsed the exhibit of Eucharistic Miracles of the World featuring documentary evidence of hundred and fifty two such miracles. Wow. Isn't that incredible? that is. That is. I, uh, I I want the details of that um to know like it filled yeah. like how much? Our I mean, cup runneth over, was it just over filled? Yeah. I love it. Well, Pope Francis on Sunday offered prayers for the victims of a deadly tornado that struck parts of Mississippi and Alabama Friday night, cutting a swath of ruin across the impoverished Mississippi Delta. The tornado killed at least 26 people and left twisted piles of debris where homes, businesses, and neighborhoods once stood. Now, speaking after his weekly Angelus Reflection in St. Peter's Square, The Pope included victims of the storm among those suffering around the world from war and natural disasters. On Sunday, President Joe Biden issued an emergency declaration to speed federal aid to the area, adding that he and First Lady Jill Biden are praying for the victims of the storm. Now, Bishop Joseph Coppaz of the Diocese of Jackson, Mississippi, issued a statement Saturday pledging the support of the Diocese Catholic Charities Disaster Response Team, saying, at this time, we join in prayer for all those affected by the storm that crossed our state and for the repose of the souls of those who lost to these devastating tornadoes.
1: Well, this is spring break week for Oregon kids, so if you're planning a staycation,
2: how about checking out
1: one of the country's oldest amusement parks, Oaks Amusement Park in Portland's Selwood neighborhood is open this week for its 118th season. Wow. Incredible. Have you been there recently, the Oaks Park?
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It seems like we're we've, we've taking kids there so much. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to remember yeah, everything.
1: It's a great place. So the hours are from noon to 5 p.m. through April 2nd, no matter the weather. Now, Oaks Park has a great history. It opened two days before the Lewis and Clark Centennial Exposition. On May 30th, 1905, it was first created as a trolley park to give streetcar riders a place to go on the weekends, but it's much more than that now, of course, with carnival rides, including the relatively new Adrenaline Peak roller coaster. It's got a really steep incline. Is that the one that
2: goes, it's got a little loop on it? Yeah. Because I've been on that
1: one. It's fun. So that's there, of course, along with other carnival rides. You got uh, Midway Games. Miniature golf and, of course, the very popular indoor skating rink that's open year-round. Isn't that the floor like it's a floating floor? Like the is is, is oh. am I am I imagining that or is that I don't know is that correct? I got to look that up look for that some reason. Up. Yeah, I will do that. <laughs> uh, so that'll be open from one to five during uh, spring break for open skate. Additional skating hours vary by day with special times for young children, and then they have some times for the eighteen and older skaters. You don't want the little kids, you know. You don't run them over. Right. So you got the older kids in there at their own time.
2: Well, about 300 people gathered Sunday morning in Esther Short Park in Vancouver to honor the mother and daughter whose bodies were found dead last week. Many wore red for Mache Melendez, 27 years old, and pink for her daughter Layla, who was seven. Some wore purple shirts with a photo on them. Family and friends and community members left flowers, balloons, cards, and stuffed animals, and other trinkets on the table. Now, investigators say the two were last seen the morning of March 12th with Melinda's former boyfriend, Kirkland Warren, who was barred by court order from having contact with her. Melinda's mother reported the pair missing March 18th after she couldn't reach them for their regular video chat session. Their bodies were found last Wednesday in a rural east area east of Washougal. Now, Warren, whom Vancouver police had named as a person of interest in their disappearances, though, has not yet been charged.
1: Well, this is an interesting new study on walking. It shows Americans took fewer steps during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, and they still haven't gotten back to their pre-pandemic levels. So the study used data from 6,000 participants who wore activity trackers for at least 10 hours a day over multiple years. Now, the results showed that people who took the fewest steps were socioeconomically disadvantaged under psychological stress or were not vaccinated. Age made a difference as well, but in an unexpected way. So, people over 60 were not impacted by the pandemic. The study found they continued to keep their steps up. It was younger people between 18 and 30 whose step counts were most impacted. So, why are steps important? An earlier study found that overweight people could lower their risk of obesity by 64% by increasing their steps taken from about 6,000 a day to eleven thousand per day. Do you have that little app on your phone where it you know I catch did, your I it it on
2: my phone. My little uh, Fitbit on my wrist. Oh, you do, it, okay. It, it marks them too and I like that because it also tells me my heart rate and my Fitbit though, like a little you know, just a little nagging reminder, 10 minutes before the hour, it'll always buzz at me. Yeah. I, of course, have to look because I think that it's some kind of a message, and it is. It says, well, you've got 250 out of 250 more steps to take. Yeah. It, it, it wants me to get up and walk 250 steps at least every hour. Does
1: it have a little celebration at the end? When, when you I get hit 10,000,
2: yeah. I get little yeah. fireworks.
1: That's right. I see them in your office. They go off, Woo-hoo! and it's pretty amazing. <laughs>
2: Well, the Oregon state tree is dying off in some parts of the state because it can't survive the hot summers. Now, many trees dying off in parts of the Klamath Mountains and southwestern Oregon. And well, Max Bennett, an Oregon State University Extension forester, led a recent study which estimates approximately a quarter of a million douglas firs died off between 2016 and 2018 with the die-off getting worse in recent years the prevailing theory is that wildfires have cleared the way for doug fir trees to take root in new places specifically lower elevations that are hotter and drier bennett explained when a drought comes along well those trees get particularly stressed for lack of moisture become vulnerable to various types of insects and the insects get into the trees and basically, well, take care of the rest of it. Now, those die-offs lead to a cycling spiral downward as the dead or dying trees add to a buildup of fuel loads in the forest for the next fire. The forester said, well, the good news is there are still tens of millions of dug firs in forest lands across the state.
1: And in sports, after a weekend of Elite Eight games, the Final Four is set in the NCAA Men's College Basketball Tournament. And there are no top seeds left. In fact, the highest seed remaining is UConn, a four-seed. The Huskies will face fifth-seed Miami on Saturday. The other Final Four game is fifth-seed San Diego State against ninth-seed Florida Atlantic, amazing! Just the, the final four that I had listed, just like that.
2: <laughs> you got them all. I got them all. Florida, yeah. Florida yeah. Atlantic.
1: That yeah. Yeah, you you had them yeah, from sure. the beginning. I, I had them from the start. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it, that's an interesting final four. University of Oregon women's basketball team battled Washington yesterday in a great 8 game of the WNIT. It was the Huskies coming out on top 63 to 59 in Seattle at end of the Duck season. In the NBA, Oklahoma City last night the Portland Trail Blazers fell to the Thunder 118 to 112 with a record of 32 and 42 Blazers playoff chances. Yeah, they're pretty much done for the season. Uh, Blazers are at New Orleans tonight.
2: Well, traditionally, the final two weeks of Lent in the Roman Rite are used as an immediate preparation for the sorrowful events of the Easter drama. This is a period of time to focus more and more on the passion and death of Jesus and so accompany him on his way to Calvary. For several centuries, the fifth Sunday of Lent, which was this past Sunday, was known as Passion Sunday and marked the beginning of a special subseason called Passion Tide, which extends up until Holy Saturday. Now, during this time, the church's liturgy became more somber, and a sorrowful mood was reflected in the various practices that occurred in the liturgy. The most obvious example of a more somber mood was the veiling of statues and images, which remains an optional practice in the current Roman Missal. In fact, it says in the Diocese of the United States, the practice of covering crosses and images throughout the church from the fifth Sunday of Lent may be observed. Crosses remain covered until the end of the celebration of the Lord's Passion on Good Friday, but images remain covered until the beginning of the Easter Vigil. Now, Palm Sunday was seen as the second Sunday in Passion Tide and is currently listed in the liturgical calendar as Palm Sunday Sunday of the Lord's Passion. It is on this day that the Passion narrative is read. David, next week it is the longest Sunday Gospel reading of the entire year. The
1: whole Passion reading. The entire
2: Passion reading, that's Right. right. So it is a preview of what is to come on Good Friday.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: One way to enter into Holy Week is by spending the Lenten Day Retreat at St. Agatha's Parish next Saturday at 8.30 a.m. till noon. Enter into Holy Week with Deacon Pajley. It's a day that includes Mass, Adoration, Rosary and Benediction, and a talk from Deacon, followed by a nice brunch. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And we continue our interview with singer Donna Corey Gibson. It's right after the forecast
10: Hi, this is anna mitchell from the sunrise morning show there's a famous passage in first kings when elijah is seeking refuge after 40 days of fasting and walking in a cave on mount horeb aka mount sinai yeah the same mountain where moses received the ten commandments which at that time was wrapped in smoke and the lord came down in fire and when he spoke it sounded like thunder but it was not so with elijah which is interesting because this was happening after he had called down fire from God and slayed the prophets of Baal and after God set a storm to end the drought on the land. So isn't it interesting that in that moment, Elijah knew that God was not in the great wind or the fire or the earthquake, but was in the still small voice. Saint Ephraim reflects on this. He says that this was in order to correct Elijah's excessive zeal and to lead him to imitate according to righteousness, the providence of the most high, who regulates the judgment of his justice through the abundant mercy of his grace. You know, sometimes I think we can let our zeal get the best of us to the point that we're not communicating God's mercy and grace to others. So I invite you in this 40 day journey of the great fast to reflect on the often quiet justice and mercy of God.
0: We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord.
5: Are you an early riser or commuter who desires to attend daily Mass but can't given your current work schedule? Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is now offering an extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. In addition to their 7 a.m. and noontime Masses, it's quiet, peaceful, and approximately 30 minutes in length. The new extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Mass Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. For more information, go to
1: HolyRosaryPDX.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materderadio.com. And it is 845 and Monterey Radio. I just had something amazing happen. Tell us about that. So I'm literally looking out the window while you're doing the news. Two beautiful doves just (gasps) landed on the railing right in front of me and just looked in the window.
2: Looked at you. Yeah. What's going on in there? I, I
1: had to take a glance. It's like, whoa, those are two doves. And then they...
2: They flew off. Flew off. I caught them. I didn't know what it was, but yeah. as I was reading, I saw something go by the window. Yeah,
1: never seen that before. That's so, amazing. Uh, thank you for showing up. I appreciate that. Mostly cloudy today, high of 54 degrees. Rain tonight, 90% chance, low of 41. And then we got showers for Tuesday, and high right around 50.
2: Currently, it is 37 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver.
1: And 34 degrees at St. Luke Church in Woodburn.
2: Well, I am continuing now my conversation with the wonderful Donna Corey Gibson. Of course, you might be familiar with her wonderful CDs, some of which you hear right here on Mater Day Radio. Well, an opportunity is coming up just around the corner on April 2nd. Donna Corey Gibson will be right here in the Pacific Northwest at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver offering a very special concert, one that's going to benefit one of our great Catholic schools in the area. Donna's staying with me through the break because, well, we just had a lot to talk about. Good morning, Donna. Thanks for staying with me. Absolutely. What's what's better to do than talk about the Lord, right? Right. Well, isn't that what lifts us up and inspires us so much? And well, uh, so many are looking forward to this conference, so many of us are looking forward to this concert and welcoming you to the area. It's Palm Sunday, that little break as we enter into this uh, holy week of Easter, as we come through the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. And we get this little break to celebrate and welcome Christ on that Palm Sunday. So tell our listeners a little bit about how even in the middle of Lent, that time where we're repentant and sorrowful, that we can still look to the Lord with joy and love. And rejoicing well absolutely that's uh, exactly what
13: joy in our heart is supposed to be is keep thinking of the future of our eternity in heaven that's our joy and that having that vision helps us to endure the sorrows and the crosses of this life and remembering that throughout Palm, Palm Sunday and Passion Week is actually a great reminder of what we sh- should be thinking of. So when I'm going to be giving the concert, um, I'm going to be talking about that joy and that hope, the receiving of the life of Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist, what they asked me to, to sing about. And um, so I already shared a little bit about what I do for that. And then divine mercy, because that's the hope of life everlasting. God wants everybody to get to heaven. And he's like a beggar, a, a love a lover and a beggar he just wants us to love him back and he gives us everything if we just say yes to him and he shows us his love through the passion because love is not warm and fuzzy feelings warm- love is sacrifice and you know they might say people might say well what's the secret of a happy marriage is communication but it's not it's sacrifice being willing to give up your will for that of another, being willing to lay down your life for that of another. And Jesus demonstrates that perfectly for us in the Passion, for in this uh, holy week. And then why? So that we can be with him forever in heaven, enjoy mm-hmm. an eternity, and bring so many souls with us as we go.
2: Oh, and you just think about the choirs of angels that will be singing his praises. It's just wonderful that we get perhaps a little taste of heaven if you were to attend the upcoming concert. Well, Donna, just for our listeners who maybe just are tuning in, let us know a little bit about how that concert will run because along with your inspiring and beautiful voice, you do share a message along with us. It is coming up on April 2nd. It begins at 3 o'clock. It's that hour of divine mercy. Is that where you're going to begin?
13: You know what? Probably, probably because it is three o'clock. I'll probably start with the three o'clock prayer. I like to explain to people um, why we pray the three o'clock prayer and that Jesus attaches a little promise to that, and then it makes them want to pray it even more. So we'll pray that, um, and then we'll. I'll probably talk about the five points of the divine mercy devotion, as the nuns from Poland asked me to. So uh, I have to. Honor them and share that. I'm not allowed to just share, uh, just sing the chaplet, but I have to explain the devotion. And all and the chaplet is only one of the five points. So I will share the five points, and will um, one of them is trust.
3: Mm.
13: And so then with the trust, I sing that trust in me song that I was just telling you about our um, last segment, mm. and we'll talk about Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist and Scripture for why we believe Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. And, and what a wonderful thing it is that he is truly present in the Eucharist and he's with us always. And, and so I just try to share my my love for Jesus' true presence with others so that they can catch it, catch the fire, and want to spend more time with him and really have everything because that is the one thing necessary, is to spend the time with him. And, and why not with him where he is? Because he's not just spirit, but he's spirit and flesh, just like you and me. We're spirit and flesh. And he stays with us. He found a way to stay with us in, you know, in the flesh so we could actually go and be with him and sit at his feet, just like Mary at Bethany did. And so I, I it's my hope that I can just communicate a, a fire of love for for the Lord and that really nothing else matters except loving God and loving others for the sake of God so that they could get to heaven as well. Mm.
2: Amen to that. Oh, Donna, I can't help but just smile listening to you. And I am really looking forward again to this concert event coming up on April 2nd. Well, before we go, Donna, I would love for you to remind our listeners about where your webpage is, because there there's also so many resources that you just offer to those who uh, are interested. And also there's ways for them to connect with you that perhaps maybe a ministry or a parish would love to host you to one of their retreats. Or a concert also Where can they find All that information?
13: At my website DonnaCorey.com Corey is spelled C-O-R-I And while you're there You can listen to Lots of music That I have Watch some videos And you can get some Free music downloads For yourself I'll send you two Of my very best songs right to your email if you are interested.
2: Oh, that'd be absolutely perfect. Because boy, if this was like on one of those old CDs or tapes, I think that many people would probably wear them out for sure. Well, we are just just so excited. And uh, Donna, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. And we look forward to having you here in Vancouver. Can't wait. I'll see you then. So again, that is Donna Cordy Gibson. That concert coming up April 2nd. It is Palm Sunday. It begins at three o'clock at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Adult tickets are ten dollars for children. It's five, but No family's going to be paying more than $30 because that is the maximum they were going to charge. You can also find out all the information that Donna was just talking about on her webpage and also the event. I'm going to add those links to the podcast of this interview, MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And it is 8.53 at Mater Dei Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. You know what this Monday evening is, 7.30.
2: Oh, uh, does it have to do with some stones that are it, alive? It does.
1: That's living stones, absolutely. Wonderful program with Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers and Ken Hellenius. Just wonderful, our wonderful locally produced programs right here on Mater Dei Radio. Voice of the Shepherd on Tuesday, Blazing the Trail Wednesday. Hey, Friday. View from the Pew, you know yes. that program. Don't I like ya? that
2: program that, a lot. That's
1: a good program with Brenda and uh Deacon Scott. So anyway, lots of wonderful local programs right here on Matter Radio. If you go to our website, get click click on the Get Involved menu. You can click on the radio programming schedule as well. Print yourself out a full schedule 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's at MotredayRadio.com or through the Hail Mary Media
4: app.
8: Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. And Monday nights at 730, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones. Monday nights at 730 on Modern Day E-Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: The Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio.
1: 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. Cloudy skies today, high of 56 degrees. Rain rolls in tonight, low of 42. Then we have an 80% chance of rain for Tuesday along with a little wind, high of 51. And then yeah, Thursday, I'm, you know, kind of looking out there, maybe a little nice, maybe a little sunshine. So uh, look forward to that midweek. It is currently 36 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today, here is Stephen Grisano in a rightful place. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
15: are restless till they rest in thee let us build your
1: Agrizzano and A Rightful Place. It's 859 at Mater Radio. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Can you believe it? We made it through a Monday.
2: Made it through the Monday. It's the start do it. of the yeah. week. I'm looking forward to this week. Great things are happening.
1: When I came in this morning, I was kind of tired. You, you saw me yawning. But you know what? I woke up.
2: It just took me to yeah. slap you around a little bit. <laughs> right. Dump some water on your head. Said, get in there.
1: The three big cups of coffee. Ready to go.
2: <laughs> you were ready. That's it. Oh, great Monday show. So yeah, we got a great week ahead. So stay with us here on The Morning Blend. That is going to wrap it up for us on the show today. So it is a Monday. We talked about this. That means our friends, Deacon Harold Brooks-Zivers and Ken Helaney is going to be joining us this evening at 7.30 with Living Stones. But you can always check out the podcast that is yeah. always posted in the afternoon. And you can have access to it on our webpage at radio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Have a very blessed day.